The conversation surrounding student loans is more relevant than ever after Elizabeth Warren announced her plan to cancel student loan debt. In a country with more than $1.4 trillion of student loan debt, some college grads are trying to dodge debt and get creative. Today I'm talking to Bloomberg reporter Claire Boston about how college grads are selling stakes in themselves to Wall Street. Claire, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me on. So tell me a little bit about this story. How are college students selling stakes in themselves? So some colleges are offering a new form of uh, financing called an income sharing agreement. And basically the way that these work is that instead of taking out a loan for say $10,000, you could have $10,000 of your college just financed without anything up front. And then to pay that back, you pledge a percentage of your future earnings instead of um, a traditional loan. And so how does this play into what Elizabeth Warren proposed with canceling student debt? Yes, yeah, so Elizabeth Warren um, had, has a proposal out there saying that uh, she would cancel a percentage of student loans for a large portion of the U.S. Um, this is not technically a student loan, but it is designed to sort of get at those same problems that she is talking about. There's over $1.5 trillion worth of student debt outstanding right now, and we're really seeing that starting to affect um, some people's ability to do things like buy houses or decide to have kids. So the students that are participating in this program are basically giving away a portion of their salary. Does that serve the purpose of what a traditional student loan would be? So those uh, that percentage of your salary is going to go back to uh, essentially make payments toward what um, you took out back in the day. So it's pretty similar. Um, the big difference being, though, is that you know as your salary changes, uh, the amount of money that you would have to pay back would change. Um, if you're, you know, paying five percent or ten percent of your income, um, that amount is going to get larger as you make more money. Whereas with student loans, it's generally kind of a fixed payment throughout the life of that loan. So do these students have to have a job lined up before graduating? How does that work? That's something uh, really interesting about the, this, is that the students don't actually need to have a job um, before they take out these agreements. A lot of them are juniors or seniors in college. You know, the idea being that you know, hopefully you know what you want to study and maybe what you want to do. And so what the colleges do is they look at their data and they say, OK, we think our economics graduates typically make, let's say, $50,000 a year. And so knowing that, we think that if we charge them 4% of their income, you know, we'll get paid back uh, at an OK rate. And what happens if these students, say, lose their jobs or want to go on maternity leave? Do they have to pay loans instead? How does that work? It depends, but um, a big selling point on these is that there is a little bit more flexibility compared to a traditional student loan. So, for example, if something bad happens and I have an ISA and I lose my job, as long as I'm out there looking for a new job, I don't have to pay anything, and um, the payments will just resume once I'm employed again, and I don't have any time um, added on the other side either. It's a little bit different if, for example, I were to go down to part-time work or take some time off to raise a family or something like that. In those cases, usually the loan term will extend, so it might be, you know, an extra few months depending on how long I took off. And how do those students prove that they're looking for jobs? You know, I'm not actually sure about that, but they do have to report regularly to the people that service these loans. Um, and that is how, for example, the rate um, is determined. And, uh, you know, they, they do have to file a lot of paperwork to prove that they are in good faith looking for work or that what they are making is actually what they're making. And is that kind of similar to FAFSA or other student loan or financial aid applications? 
Well, so this is a little bit different because you're doing this. You already have taken out the income sharing agreement, and this is on the other side. So now you're reporting back about what you're earning to the people that have um, invested in your income sharing agreement. So it's maybe a little bit more of a paperwork headache on the other end. Um, but that being said, I've also heard that uh, it can be kind of hard to wrangle with your traditional student loan providers as well. And can you talk about schools that are working on this now or what this looks like in the next five years in terms of this sort of taking the way instead of the more traditional student loan path? So these ISAs sit in a really interesting place. Um, they are designed not so much to compete with what the government student loans um, have, because those are typically going to have like the lowest rates. But they're really designed to replace, say, a private student loan um, that might have an interest rate of like 10%, something a little bit higher. Um, a lot of schools are looking at offering these. They tend to be kind of big public universities, but there are also some smaller private schools. Um, the University of Utah, for example, is doing a pilot program this year. Um, some schools that only lend to juniors and seniors have been thinking about lending to sophomores. Um, so there is a bit of momentum for expansion here. And so why is this a better alternative instead of taking out traditional private student loans? You know, it can be a little bit of a gamble as to whether just in terms of dollars and cents this is a better deal. Let's say, for example, if you get some really well-paying job right out of school that might be more than you know the school thought you might earn, and you could end up paying back more than you could with a traditional student loan. Um, that being said, I spoke to a lot of students that have taken out of these, these agreements, and a lot of them say they really like the flexibility. You know, we talked about um, if you lose your job, you know, under traditional student loans, you're going to have to make a payment no matter what. But at least there, they have some breathing room. Um, there's also been some concern about uh, sort of data breaches and that sort of thing with some of the servicers on the traditional side. And so some people I spoke to felt better about just how their data was protected and, you know, knowing that they've worked with the school for a long time. And here's just one more way that, uh, you know, they're working with that school. And just to wrap up, in terms of sustainability, do you think that this will be able to scale kind of in a big way, or do you think it's going to be more niche for a while? It seems like there are a lot of schools that are interested in offering these. Um, at least right now, though, this is definitely not a full force replacement for a traditional um, student loan package. I mean, you're looking at schools that can cost thirty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year. Typically, right now, students are maybe only financing a year of school with an ISA. So it definitely remains to be seen as to whether they can figure out a pricing that would work uh, to fund more years of school. Awesome. Well, thank you for taking the time to chat with me. Thank you. That's the TikTok for today. Thanks for listening, and if you like listening to us, please head over to iTunes and write a review to let us know what you think. I'm Alexis Benvenisti. You can follow me on Twitter at APBenven, and you can get all of your latest TikTok updates 24-7 on Twitter.